CNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys, and great to be on. Beautiful day. Absolutely, and we heard there's beautiful things happening in the facility and that perhaps Roger Staubach is at the Star doing some things. What can you tell us about that? Well, it is all leading up to the recognition of um, the Medal of Honor recipients uh, that will be noted in a big way with uh, at the uh, Denver Cowboy game. And uh, uh, you may or may not be aware that the National Medal of Honor recipient museum uh, will be permanently located. There's quite a fundraising effort going on right now by some great uh, Americans that are so into the uh, patriotism and the recognition of what the Medal of Honor recipient uh, is all about. And uh, it's really for young people, uh, uh, but what is really important is that the museum is where it is, which is right there by the stadium, right there by the complex there in Arlington. Uh, It's where it is because we take the visibility that the NFL has and that, frankly, baseball has. And we can use that to go to millions of people, not just the several million, if you will, that will ultimately go through the museum. And we can remind and tell American, American youth what it means to be a great patriot in this country. So we're excited about this kicking off uh, tomorrow. We'll have uh, uh, recognition and involvement of all of our, our four, four of our presidents. Hey, Jerry, I'm sorry to do this. We're having a little bit of connectivity issues. We we heard what's going on with the Medal of Honor. We might try to get you right back so we can get a little bit better connection. We have got Jerry back. You hear us loud and clear. Okay, I can hear you, and let's try to make this work. I've got some real rough connection here, but... Uh... Uh, let's, we're going to make this work. Absolutely. All right. I love it. Now, we were just talking about, in cooperation with the National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation, what we saw out at training camp is you got the opportunity to talk with Medal of Honor recipients, and one of them gave you their challenge coin, and then we saw Dak come back out and give some of the Cowboys challenge coins to those Medal of Honor recipients, and we were just recounting. We thought that was a really cool set of moments at training camp. The, the, the thing the Medal of Honor recipients uh, uh, really, uh, to me, uh, that the message is the courage and the fact that while we were all, we're all born, nobody's, uh, uh, you say, uh, they're disadvantaged and advantaged. Everyone has courage. And to the extent that you see normal people that have called on that courage, it's inspirational because male, female, any type of, uh, of, of differences in us, we all have courage, and the recipients of the Medal of Honor show that, and they come out of their lives, and they've made this country what it is. And so uh, that's what this uh, celebration, that's what this visibility is about. And we're going to be doing it in millions and millions of people, not only this weekend, but forevermore. Picture what we do with the Salvation Army on Thanksgiving Day and think about what we can do with this, not only the museum's presence there and 
of course, a great monument in Washington will have. But more importantly, think of what we'll be able to do with the visibility of the national, of, with cowboys and rangers and, and uh, with people of sports. It's a great way for sports to give to the country. Jerry, I'm going to take you back to when you're 18 years old, and I know you went to Arkansas, and, and we know that history. Was there ever a time uh, in your kind of graduating high school that you thought about serving the country in a certain branch? Well, I'll tell you, the uh, uh, times there were uh, our Vietnam War time. And uh, uh, I had so many of the people that served were a part of our ROTC program. And when you had went to a land-grant college, you automatically, for two years, were in the ROTC. If you decided to go your last two years of college and be in the ROTC program, you automatically uh, served. And when you did, uh, those served really on the front lines of uh, Vietnam and uh, had uh, some of the greatest sacrifices that uh, this country's ever seen by those front-line people. I had two uh, teammates, one that uh, one of the most decorated uh, uh, soldiers of uh, Vietnam, Mike Parker, that was a coach at the University of Texas and has a beautiful family and lives in Texas now. But, uh, oh, my goodness, what we owe to those people that served during that time and uh, times like that in the services uh, is uh, you, you'll never get it, give it back enough for them. What they want to do, though, is they want to take their uh, interests, what they did do, served with lives and their limbs and their lives really impacted forever. What they want to do is create that interest and make it go into patriotism and the, for the country that we have today and uh, for our young people today. Well, and that, that's possible to do. Jerry, three of my best friends uh, served, and they, uh, they, they admire what y'all are doing here. They really appreciate it. But one of the things they always talk about with me is the ability to overcome adversity. They're all Cowboys fans, too, so they want me to ask this question as well. This team that you have – has been able to adapt and overcome so many things they didn't seem to be able to adapt and overcome last year or have it in the past for whatever reason. What trait or characteristic do you see personally that you think that's why this team is so adaptable this year? Well, I first of all, the numbers, and my hat goes off to Mike McCarthy, our head coach, and uh, he's instilling this, and he's instilling it in numbers. Uh, one of his favorite messages to the team is it takes 80 players to make this work. Now, we know we only have active 52. Where does he get 80? It goes through the, our, our uh, scouting squad, and it goes through our practice squad that we call it there. And then, of course, you have players that don't count because they own, are on injured reserve. Uh, but you can't get to where we want to go but what, there aren't a lot of people involved in the effort. And uh, uh, he has won a Super Bowl. He knows that it was the numbers. We've got to get them ready, got to get the younger players ready to go. Uh, It does take a a number of players to do it. And I think that's the biggest thing, is the number that are participating in what we've done so far with the Cowboys of players. And, Jerry, there's like the old saying is that, like, uh, if you make a trade or make a move, that your team kind of gets a shot, an injection of energy from a big trade. We saw that with Amari Cooper. We saw that, you know, right there with the Cowboys. 
What do you think or what do you hope the message is to your team when you don't make a move? Well, I think that uh, we certainly had opportunities. Uh, but but uh, uh, frankly, uh, if you look at players that uh, uh, we have promised for right now, this year, next week, next month, uh, we we would be progress stopping in most cases to bring in another player. We've got players that can compete and should compete right now and are really in line uh, to help us, if you will, for the future, which, by the way, in my way of looking at things right now, the future is the playoffs, uh, not the years to come, mm. although that's there too. Now, when you talk about the variety of players and the ad- adversity that's been overcome We've got, you know, some tackle issues. So Lyle Collins and Terrence Steele, like what all goes into the determination of, you know, who goes on the right side, who goes on the left side based on like continuity and practice time and everything like that? Well, that's called a position flex. And uh, you first of all have to what I call get man, get man. That means uh, fundamentally get the man there in front of you and block him and keep him out of the hole or keep him off the quarterback. Uh, and uh, we've really had, uh, thanks to our coaching, we've had, uh, and, and obviously the talent of the player, but in steel we've really had a player that has evolved. And uh, th- that is so, uh, th- that so emboldens encouragement through your entire team. I've always thought the offensive line sets the tone physically for the football team. And if you've got a very physical, if you've got a, a one that won't be beat or one that won't quit, if you have a, an offensive line that, him, that has that aura about it, it goes through the entire team. And that's what you're seeing with this team. Uh, and we've got position flex. We've got competition uh, going on out there every practice. And not only that, we've got numbers. That's rare in the NFL. So, Jerry, I know Amari Cooper had the unbelievable catch from Cooper Rush to win the game. He was working on his hamstring, uh, was able to go back in and and make the play to win the game. Just playing Major League Baseball and guys that dealt with hamstrings, it's just a tough thing to keep uh, healthy throughout the season once you kind of injure that. Is there a concern of, or gosh, could we give him – a game off to maybe get that hamstring back to 100%? Well, we just left the bye, and, of course, that was the effect of that. It did give him a game off. Uh, the fact he's playing through it is, uh, since you've experienced that in your career, you know what it's like. Because me being the starting fullback, I thought, uh, years and years ago, and I'm still mad about it uh, today <laughs> when I was in college. <laughs> And so, uh, uh, in that manner of speaking, you'd say it was life-changing, if, if I uh, put it in that context. But still, uh, yes, uh, soft tissue is a real challenge. It's a challenge in these athletes. It's always been, but it really seems to be one today. But we've made uh, tremendous progress in the growth of how to treat them and how to, how to get them ready to play. And uh, it's just another tribute. When you look at these players and you see what they play through, what they play with, uh, how they uh, compensate for it, uh, it's uh, really you understand why the game is as much about availability as it is ability. 
Jerry, a uh, a terrible accident happened this week that we know about with the Raiders and Henry Ruggs out there in Las Vegas. Can you tell us a little more about what kind of options players have in those op- in those moments, what they can do, and and what kind of decisions do you have to make as an owner, and what kind of conversations y'all have when something like this kind of comes up? Well, first of all, uh, I dare uh, comment on uh, another person's or team's person's uh, uh, accident, if you will, or situation. Uh, and one of the reasons you should is because you could blink, and it could be right happening to you. And I think that's life. Uh, it's so sad, and I can't even begin to start where. Uh, when you're involved in a tragedy like that, uh, starting with the very victims themselves. Uh, but from the standpoint of the uh, deal, we we had a player that years uh, years ago uh, had a terrible accident and had to uh, be incarcerated for, I think, almost seven years uh, with an uh, uh, automobile accident. And uh, uh, those are just, uh, that's a tragedy. And uh, uh, that's that word is dramatic, but that's a dramatic thing. Uh, uh, we obviously, uh, as a society, are dealing with uh, substance and driving a lot uh, more succinctly than we did when I was growing up or when I was a kid. And so, and it should be that way uh, because uh, those places can are to be made, and our society wants it as safe as it can be. So. Uh, Again, that's all I've got to say about it. It's just uh, I feel so bad for everybody involved, including the, uh, all the way up through the uh, uh, people who uh, uh, support and uh, the Oakland Raiders. Now, we got a question on Twitter asking about who the best Cowboys defensive player you've ever seen is and could Micah Parsons surpass that? So I'm just curious. I know it's a tough question. There's a lot of options. Lot, who yeah. is the best Cowboys defensive player you've ever seen? Well, I've seen, I've seen, because I met him, and I actually watched a lot of film on him, Bob Lilly, mm. play by watching film. And uh, I knew people that played against him, knew people, uh, had a brother-in-law that had actually played against Bob Lilly. And uh, uh, so uh, he's, in a lot of circles, thought to be the best defensive lineman that has played. That's saying a lot, and we all know uh, those are are really uh, uh, headed for a question the minute you make a comparison like that. Uh, but uh, we've been around some outstanding ones. Uh, uh, I, I will tell you, the, uh, as accomplished or unique a player as I have seen was Charles Haley and the way he approached the game and how he, uh, the impact he made from his position in the defensive line. Uh, but uh, Randy White has to be mentioned. And uh, again, uh, I think your question probably more on the play on the teams that uh, I've been dra- uh, involved directly in. But uh, uh, you know, we had uh, uh, we've had some some guys uh, 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 that uh, I thought were uh, great players, uh, but one might say, well, but they didn't have the impact of a Donald. Mm. Well, uh, Donald is one that wouldn't be a part of the Cowboys that I would have to say is about as impactful a player 
uh, and he was when he came out. He looked like he could do that. It didn't make sense because of his size, yet he has been disruptive his entire career. So that's one that jumps to my mind and is still active and on the front of my mind. Awesome answer right there. Appreciate it very much. And I just, I, one more thing for you is we talked about how amazing it's been. And Charlotte has spearheaded these efforts. You got more than $116 million already getting going for the Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. I was curious, do y'all have any fundraising tips for us? We have a charity show. We're going to do 14 straight hours of radio the day before Thanksgiving. Do you have any advice for us to help raise money and cool things to donate? I have praise for you. I really do. Uh, I think there's the, it is the way to serve when you have visibility uh, and you have celebrity. Uh, then uh, I think it is a great way to serve incumbent upon you to uh, use that unique position uh, to have interested people make them aware and, if you can, motivate them to uh, uh, give. Uh, we certainly live... Uh, in a society that uh, has always uh, said, uh, help your brother and sister. We've always felt that way. And that's a fundamental part of being a human being. And uh, you guys, with such effort that you're talking about making like that, uh, raise to the front. I will tell you the most important thing about being involved with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, that uh, apart from just the move over from the competitive part and wanting to win. The most important thing that we have done was the work that the Cowboys have done with the Salvation Army. No matter where I go in this country, I'll have as many people walk up and say, thanks for the Salvation Army as I do, go Cowboys, and that happens every time you step out. My point to you is that uh, that's the best use of this visibility and this talent uh, to basically use those millions and millions, and we'll go to 70, 80 million people on Thanksgiving weekend talking about what the Salvation Army and Red Kettle is. And that has incrementally raised almost $3 billion over the last 20 years. So it can be impactful. We don't realize sometimes just how many people are listening or watching. So we have a target then of $3 billion to get to this week or by that time, Jerry. Thank you. We really appreciate that target there. You bet, guys. Well, listen, I, I, I will say this. If it's a dollar, it was worth it, and uh, I'll thank you for everybody else for your time and effort there. That's the way to go. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jerry. Okay.